This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, I'm Matt Addison and welcome to the latest podcast on your Blood Red channel. Liverpool have a lot of different links to the Red Bull Corporation, which includes Red Bull Salzburg in Austria and RB Leipzig in Germany. Takumi Minamino, for example, joined the Reds in January from the Austrian Bundesliga outfit, and Timo Werner of Leipzig is a possible transfer target for the future. This is my exclusive interview with Salzburg manager Jesse Marsh, a fascinating coach with plenty of tales to tell about Minamino, Werner, Jurgen Klopp, Borussia Dortmund star Erling Braut Haaland, and plenty more besides. Jesse was assistant manager at RB Leipzig before moving to Austria last summer. But you might know him best from the video of him inside the away dressing room at Anfield that emerged earlier this season. He was furious with his players at the interval, slamming them for showing the Reds too much respect in the Champions League, and it was all caught on camera for a documentary. The American has plenty of tales involving Liverpool to tell, and this is what he had to say. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hi Jesse, yeah, thank, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem. I'd like to, to begin with uh, Takumi Minamino, obviously a, a player that you know really well. He's sort of taking his time to, to settle in at Anfield, but are you confident that he'll become a, a big player here? Yeah, I, I think, you know, what you, what you have right now in Liverpool are, are some of the best players in the world in this position. So, you know, uh, Taki's still young and he will need to adapt and, you know, he's not a pure explosive player like Sadio Mane or Mo Salah. He's, he's more of an intelligent player that has physical qualities, but is a really intelligent footballer. So, you know, it, it may take time for, for everyone to fully appreciate his qualities, um, but it will come. You know, we, we've seen it here that his ability to understand tactical systems, his ability to understand how to find attacking moments, be good around the goal is all quite good. So that's that's what I think. It may take a little bit of time, but but uh, eventually it'll come together for him. Yeah, of course. I mean, he was someone who impressed Liverpool fans when he played against Liverpool. But I mean, had Liverpool been in, in contact with you about him before that first game back in October? Or, or how was it that the, the deal came about? No, I think that it was we didn't hear from Liverpool until after the first game. Um, and I think maybe when they started, you know, I, we are aware that Jurgen Klopp follows our club and our players um, so, you know, and, and, and a lot of our, you know, our football, he, he, a lot of his philosophies are in line with how we play. So, you know, it makes sense that he's always kind of keeping track of this, the, the players that come through Salzburg that come through Leipzig and places that play similar football. So, um, yeah, but we heard, we heard from them after the first game. Okay, yeah. And in terms of, obviously, Takumi's character, what, what sort of a person is, is he like around the dressing room? I mean, he's, he's a little quiet, right? He's not the, the most outgoing guy, but he's a top, top-class individual. I mean, he comes, he comes early, he does work in the gym, he studies film, he, he's a, I mean, he's incredibly friendly with all of the players and well-liked. Um, you know, and then he works. He works very. He, he he's very intense on the uh, training pitch. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, and he's he's fun to play with because he moves the ball quickly. He sees sees things quickly. 
So, you know, that makes him always, I think, a fun guy to, to play with because he understands the way the game works. Yeah, I mean, we've we've seen him play a, a few different positions for Liverpool. Is is there a position that you think he suits best? I mean, I, I you know, it he won't be the best at playing the position that Salah and and uh, Sadio play um, because the way that that they're used there in Liverpool is really for ex- explosive transition movements. I mean, I think he could be good in in uh, Firmino's position where. You know, he, he uh, against the ball, he's ready to do some pressing. But then when, when they have the ball, he comes almost into a, a 10 position for, for buildup and then gets back in the box to find ways to score goals. I mean, Firmino's so good at that. But, but that's something that Taki can do well. And I think he could play, you know, the position uh, like the eight position that they play in the midfield, one of the two wide spots where he's ready to press and, and help pick up balls. But he's also a part of the buildup phases you know, because he's so intelligent, I think uh, either Firmino or the positions alongside the six in the in the system that they play in Liverpool would be good for him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you know him well. Have you spoken to him at all since he moved to England? We've texted more um, and just kind of checking in on different things, see how things are going, see how he's enjoying it. Uh, you know, I, I give him a hard time about learning better English and you know, because I had to learn so much German here. Now it's his turn to come to my side a little bit more. So, um, but yeah, he's, he's, he knows it's, you know, nothing's going to be given to him, but he's willing to work for whatever. That's his mentality. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, are you aware of, of sort of how his English is, is coming on or, or how, how happy and how settled he is in Liverpool? Yeah, I mean, he's happy there. He said, you know, he's talked about training being good. Um, he's talked about the guys being good guys and, you know, um yeah he's he, he's you know he's he's not the kind of guy that would say you know you have to also understand the japanese culture a little bit you know it's um he's not the kind of guy that's ever going to complain about anything um you know and he's always going to be you know talk about doing his job and and be focused on on being a good professional um, you know, I mean, this is kind of the fun of being a football manager is, is you get to work with people from different cultures and, and you get to learn about, you know, how they operate. And in the end, you're trying to still break some cultural barrier so that there's good communication and good relationships. Um, but from a cultural, cultural and personality perspective, Taki will only show up every day and do everything possible to try to improve. Absolutely. I mean, just uh, to, to move on a little bit then, you obviously managed at Anfield earlier this season. I'm sure the, the viral video of, of you at half-time is something you get asked about quite a lot. It, it prompted Jurgen Klopp to say he'd quit if Liverpool ever wanted to do something like that. Yeah, but now I'm seeing that they might be doing a, a, a documentary. I, I, I wasn't aware of that, to be honest. But I mean, yeah, I've just been reading it, that there's a couple companies that are, that are trying to, to create that kind of relationship with Liverpool, so... Yeah, that, that's, that's certainly interesting. I mean, ju- just in terms of that video, is, is that something you were, were happy with at the time or, or did you have any complaints about that? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I was happy. I mean, all listen, when all these documentary videos come out, they can, be, they can be uncomfortable. Like, I hate watching myself speak German. It's painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but it's... You know, I mean, I, I went through this in the U.S. People love this content now. 
You know, I mean, I, I watched The Last Dance with Michael Jordan like as soon as it would come out, and I couldn't wait to watch the next episodes. This real life is the; those are the most interesting stories. So, you know, we had a story to tell this year about Champions League with our club. It had been so many years, and and that we've been fighting to get there, and we finally achieved that that goal. And and you know, people wanted to see our story, and and in the end. The halftime video, the only thing that I always say about about content, real content inside of a team, is you have to make sure that it really represents not just one individual, but that it represents the whole group. Um, so, you know, I mean, we had uh, in that moment, I was a little I felt like the focus was a little bit too much on the coach, and not enough on the full team. And in the end, regardless of what was said at halftime, the team is or the is you know the, the entire group of people the the trainer the, the the coaching staff the the players we all you know managed to be better in the second half together so that that's what's important for me is that the content is also it, it translates clearly what the environment is absolutely i mean as you say it was a, an incredible game of football when you came to liverpool what was it like to to manage at anfield on a, on a champions league night yeah, I mean, you know, the energy was awesome. And I must say the, the, the pitch was in immaculate condition. I mean, and, and the pitch was wet. You know, so for, in terms of creating a high level of speed and high level of the game, it was fantastic, right? But, you know, we – okay, I, have I coached at Anfield before? No, but I've coached as an assistant in World Cups. I've coached – you know, in final matches, I've coached um, as an assistant in Europa League. I've coached in the the DF, you know, the the cup final in Germany, and and I was a player. This is my life. This is our lives, right? We we've been doing the the younger players here. They haven't been doing this quite as long, and maybe it's a dream to play in Champions League against Liverpool. But but in the end, my focus is always on preparing our team and making sure that we're going to be at our best when the lights are the brightest. So that was my focus, and that was a big listen. That was also a big part of the message for why. I handled halftime the way I did is because I knew our team could be so much better. So, yeah, that's my focus. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. You've also obviously worked with Timo Werner at RB Leipzig and it would be remiss of me not to ask you about him. I mean, yeah. do you think he'd be the, the right fit for Liverpool? He'd be, he'd be an incredible asset for Liverpool. Um, he's one of the... Just from a mentality perspective, he is one of the most aggressive cutthroat attacking players I've ever seen. Um, and if a defender stops him on one play, it doesn't phase him at all. He wants the ball again, and he's attacking again and again and again and again. Um, and for Liverpool, he could play any of the front three positions. He would be fantastic in any of these spots. So from a footballing mind, from an explosive perspective, from a finishing perspective, from a, you know, um, yeah, from, from a men mentality perspective, he, he is an incredible player and has incredible potential to continue to get better. So it won't be cheap for Liverpool, but that would be a great asset for, for them. That's for sure. You, you mentioned there that we've seen him play all across the front line this season. What do you think is his, his best position out of the three, or, or is the sort of appeal that he can play across all of them? 
Yeah, I mean, he, he can because he's intelligent, and but he likes drifting to the left side, you know? So even when he, when he plays as a double striker, he likes to drift a little bit more to the left side and then be ready to either run without the ball, slashing behind uh, the back line of the opponent, or get balls on the run and go 1v1 or, or come in on his right foot. But But he can do this from the right, from the left. He's so smart at finding space. Um, and, and, and making timing his runs behind and his pace is incredible. And then his finishing ability at speed. So, I mean, he, from an attacking perspective, he has very, if, if any weaknesses, very few, if any, and then even his ability to, to work against the ball and work for the team is also quite good. And, you know, I mean, and he's fit all the time. That's another thing that you can't underestimate. He's always fit. So he's almost never injured. So that's a that's a big asset to have for an explosive attacking player as well. Yeah, absolutely. We've we've seen Timo Werner linked. Obviously, Minamino's already made the move. Do you think there's something about players who've played for either Salzburg or, or Leipzig who are maybe better prepared to come to Anfield because of the similarities in style of play? Yeah, Jurgen Klopp thinks similarly to to Ralph Rangnick and to what to the way we think. So. Um, he's always looking, you know, Nabi Keita, he's, he's always, and they have the kind of money at Liverpool where they can, you know, they can come out and get some of these players. So, I mean, you, you could extend it to players like Upa Makano. You could extend it to other players we have here, like Hichan Wang or Enoch Muepu, or, you know, there's a lot of players here that would fit the Liverpool system really well. So, um, yeah, he's smart. And I, listen, when you're scouting, it's one of the hardest things to do is understand how will a player adapt to a new culture, a new system. Um, and we have a lot of foreign players that have already done that either here in Austria or in Germany in Leipzig and have grown within the system. So, you know, it, it's between the mentality, the playing ability, the playing style, it's almost easy for Liverpool to just handpick the best players from from players who thinks uh, or from teams who think similarly to, to the way that he, that they do and certainly Red Bulls is, is on the top of that list does it sort of help you in a way obviously I know it hinders you in that you you lose some of your your best players sometimes but is that sort of part of the process for a team like Salzburg where you bring these players through you develop them and, and then you use that money to, to go and find the next one yeah, for sure. We don't we don't mind losing players, and we understand that you know there are better leagues in Europe than Austria. The, you know the the thing that hurt with with uh, Taki is we think that Liverpool got him way 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 too cheap. Um, but you know this is part of managing the market and managing you know player contracts and everything. So, um, but yeah, in the end, you know we have we have we always have here. With the scouting team and the sport director, they do such an amazing job that we always have the next generation of players ready to come through and help and make the next step. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Jurgen Klopp before and sort of the similar styles of play is something that people are, are well known. Is that something that, you know, you sort of as a manager of a Red Bull club, you know, you, you wouldn't be there unless you agreed with the way that, that he plays? Is that sort of a, a real fundamental part of, of the sort of Red Bull group? Well, two things. I've never been told I have to play a certain way. Um, you know, we have we have philosophies here, and and then we talk about our philosophies and we teach them at different levels. But even in the academy, we, it's not that we ever say you have to play this way. 
it's but it's taking our philosophy and our value system and then applying it to for each coach to apply it to his group in a way that makes sense right and so that um you know that freedom as a coach to still use the I, the principles of our system in whatever way that we feel is necessary to honor who we think we are and then honor what we think our teams are about um is one of the things I really enjoy. So there's plenty of room in within the system for creativity. And, and, and ultimately I think the best coaches that develop the best are the ones that find ways to, to, to manipulate the system in the, in ways to, to benefit them and their teams. I mean, even Klopp, you know, I mean, listen, Jurgen's changed a lot of what he's done over the years from Mainz to Dortmund to Liverpool and he's adapted the system to his to the league to his group of players to the expectations of the club um so you know I think he's done a really good job to continue to evolve and try to think of ways to to get better and his teams to get better absolutely I mean I've got to ask you about Erling Haaland as well I'm sure it's a another popular question I mean first of all how surprised have you been that, that he's done so well in Dortmund so far? Not at all. Not at all. Um, he is a, he's, he's a very special talent, you know, and just when you take, if you were to just take his speed, explosiveness, size, power, technical ability, finishing ability, he would immediately be in the upper echelon of players in the world. Right. And like whatever you want to consider that. But then when you also consider his tactical intelligence, his motivation, his discipline, his desire to improve and grow and work ethic, then, you you know, the combination means that you have something very, very unique. Um, So, you know, and I think I think this is, again, we're only scratching the surface of the potential for early. Um, so yeah, I think you know he'll continue to do well at Dortmund. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how long he'll be there before it'll be time for the next step for him as well. But he has potential to be one of the best players in the world, no doubt. In terms of that next step, then do you think perhaps that could be the Premier League and, and maybe Liverpool? Again, it's another player that Liverpool would be very lucky to have. Um, it again won't be cheap. Um, but he he loves the he loves the explosive style of play. He loves being in open space and running behind defenses and and being aggressive in the box and and so it just by theory it fits the way that Liverpool plays and he he would be an incredible fit. Yeah, absolutely, Jesse. This is has been an absolute pleasure to to speak to you. Thank you very much for your time. I, I won't keep you any longer because right. I'm sure sure you're very busy at this moment in time. Yeah. Sounds good. Good luck with everything there. I hope that you guys, the league gets started again soon and that things quiet down like they have here in Austria. So, Yeah, best of, best of luck for your cup final as well. Okay, thank you very much. Red Bull Salzburg manager Jesse Marsh there, speaking to us right here on Blood Red. Salzburg face Rapid Vienna in their first match back in the Austrian Bundesliga, with that game to come on Wednesday, June the 3rd. But before that, they face Austria Lustenau in their domestic cup final on Friday night. Don't forget to give us a like or a review wherever you get your podcasts from. But until next time here on Blood Red, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.